Welcome to the Not Wonder Woman podcast, episode eight, how to network for women who hate networking. Welcome to the Not Wonder Woman podcast. No capes, no superpowers, just hustle. Not Wonder Woman removes the myth of the ladies who quote, have it all and gives practical insight to help you, the working woman, conquer the world like the boss babes we know you are. So today we're talking networking because we're helping folks find this dream job, this dream job out there. And somehow you and I have always said both of our, all of our jobs really have come through our networks. So that's really been the wave we've made it happen. So how do you like to think about networking? Does that word scare you? Is that a scary I, word? Is that, a, is that the, N, the N word? It's, it, honestly, it's like, it's a word that nobody else likes and that I actually think it should be replaced. I, I, did, I don't think it actually reflects what we're doing. It's just, you're just making, you're just meeting people. You're just meeting people mm-hmm. and, you know, t- calling it networking was really confusing when I was coming through like, uni and stuff I remember thinking networking like what exactly is it is there some kind of formula like what do I do and there was (laughs) you know and there was nobody saying right this is how you do it this is what you do this is what is expected like no kind of guidelines so I would go to networking events that were held at like law firms and not have a clue what I was doing and I would probably spend the Mm -hmm. evening talking to other students but then you know the more experienced like lawyers would come over and just sort of really sort of get in the mix and like talk to us all but I did feel like a deer in headlights um on a number of occasions so it's not a word I like because although I I don't mind it now it does bring up you know memories of times when I wasn't so knowledgeable about (laughs) networking (laughs) do you do you mind networking do you like the word You know, I don't think anyone, if they're being very honest with themselves, loves networking. It is the idea of it. It's absolutely awkward to walk into this room full of people you don't know and with really kind of like boring rubber chicken food and probably pretty bad drinks and say, let's go in there and meet people. Like all of that's weird. That's really weird. And so just in in my mind, giving myself that kind of grace to know it's weird and it's weird for everybody Mm -hmm. has made it a lot easier for me. And so just understanding that I Mm -hmm. always, to me, it's like, if people get that one thing out of this, that's the one thing I would want to tell people. Everyone thinks it's a little awkward. And so because of that, that it makes it just easier. I I do actually like the word though itself, because I've looked this up before when I've done speeches, the idea of networking is the cultivation of, of productive relationships for employment or business. Wow. And I I love the idea of Mm -hmm. cultivation Mm -hmm. because that takes time. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does. And so thinking you're going to go and, you know, cultivating to me thinks of planting planting seeds, yeah. watering seeds, mm-hmm. growing seed, you know, growing seeds and and then seeing fruit maybe over time. Mm-hmm. And so I like to think about networking that way. Mm-hmm. Um and, and knowing that every interaction you may not see a fruit mm. immediately. And that's an okay thing because yeah. I think we think we're going to go network and we're going to get business, it's going to turn around tomorrow. Yeah. And that's just not a fair fair definition to put on networking because that's no. not the definition of networking. I don't know what that is. That's maybe making a sale or something like that, but that's not networking. Networking yeah. is this cultivation 
I over couldn't a long agree time. more. I think you've put it really well. It's definitely a long game. I think I just wanted to distinguish between my experience of networking in a professional career related capacity and w- when I started blogging I find that it's not it's it it's less cool it's less referred to as networking but actually when you go to an event that's with a brand or you know a blogger meetup you're you're like sort of thrust into this environment with people you don't know and you're also having a sit down meal somebody is doing instagram stories over there you might be caught in the camera or you might you, you know it there's there's a lot of other things going on as well but that equally is a networking opportunity or a networking event but they're they're almost I find them quite I find them easier because they're almost certainly in more relaxed social situations and there's usually somebody who's tasked with pulling it all together so the distinction Mm. between you know like a, a blogger networking event or an event with a brand and a networking event in a professional capacity they're quite different but um I think the tactics and the way you think about them is pretty much the same and I like that um description of cultivation because no this isn't mm. like it's not a sales pitch <laughs> you're not selling anybody no. you are you know and you're that, to, that, yeah. those people are so stinky like you <laughs> smell that out in a second you know you know those people are like hey hey I can't wait to meet you and they have their card like already in your hand before you've even said hello <laughs> you know those are the worst yeah, yeah. people and you never want to be that person and that is to me the opposite of networking that's just a sales pitch and that's all about you yeah and so, you know, cultivating the other thing, when I think about that word, you know, if you're the person that's the cultivator, you are the one planting, you are the one watering, you are the one that goes and, and, and puts it out there. So really, to me, the focus of networking is what I can give, mm-hmm. as opposed to how somebody else can help me, mm-hmm. because that really, that comes aco- across as way more genuine than that sales oh, guy. Definitely. It's like, hey, hey, like, hey, I'm here for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Here. We've all but, seen those people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you hate that person and you don't yes. want to be that person. And so, so if, I think if we're, if we're giving the idea of networking a different take where it's us in so many ways being the one that's giving and mm-hmm. cultivating that relationship, mm-hmm. you know, that is you putting yourself out there to help the other person. And, and, and maybe it comes back and, and, it, and it blooms fruit. Like we mm-hmm. say, you know, that there's some, something that comes back there, but to me, that's the better way to approach this whole thing. And then that way you're kind of that you're the connector. You're the person that puts other people together and, and, and is seen as the, as the, as the cultivator, the grower and somebody people want to come back to. So yeah. that that's kind of how I viewed networking, but I totally agree with you on this idea of of kind of wherever you are, whether it's a blogging event, a lawyer event that we both both happen to know a lot about, but anything I've ever done, whether it's my church groups or my, you know, running groups, those things, you know, you never know where relationships are going to pop up. And mm-hmm. I think some of those are the more, the more fruitful relationships I've ever had has mm-hmm. been in these things that I haven't considered like a networking event. I've just gone and I've been a nice person and mm-hmm. help people, you know, that that's to me been where some of the most fruitful relationships have really grown mm-hmm. um, to do that. Where are you finding the opportunities, though, really, to go out and network where you are right now? Um, so the school gates. 
<laughs> and I'm not even uh-huh, doing that. I'm not necessarily, and again, this isn't, I'm not going to the school gates to network, but if we're talking about cultivating relationships, that you do that everywhere. So, you know, and if I'm seeing these parents every day, um, then, and, and also our, our daughters are friends, it makes sense for me to cultivate a relationship with, with, um, these parents because our daughters play they will have play dates they will have parties there may be a time when I'm running late and I say can somebody get Poppy or they may say to me can somebody pick up my little one so you definitely want to make sure that you've cultivated some sort of relationship so I'm very mindful of that um, and also it's just I, I also just think it's a nice thing to do like n- nobody wants to be the parent who you know maybe whose child joined a bit later and didn't get in, in, didn't get sort of invited into the group and, and actually one of the things I, I like about the school poppies at is that it's you know everyone's really nice and so I haven't necessarily had to try really hard to do that but in the in in my mind I'm thinking this is somewhere where I need to cultivate relationships with parents because it's important to me and it's important to my daughter that I know the parents of the that are in the household that she may be going to so that's Mm. probably in addition to you know just your usual if you're exercising neighbors you know I've moved to a new area where like it's a new development so everybody here is new um which is oh, unusual nice. you know when you move when, when you move home you're buying a house on a street whereas we bought on a development that was entirely new so everybody here is is new and actually it was really nice because we had some really nice weather as I mentioned and a neighbor that I'd bumped into in the little play area just came and knocked on our door and was like oh I was just seeing if you were in and I and we had some pins I mean I don't is that like totally like British what is a pit what's pit when is that pims like pims are is, is it a coke it's a no <laughs> no it's an alcoholic <laughs> Oh, we—I've heard of a Pim's cup. Is that the same thing? What's a Pim's cup? Is that—is that like Pim's? I don't know. It's, it's a it's drink. An alcoholic it's drink. an alcoholic drink. <laughs> so it's like—it's kind. Of, so you add like lemonade, fruit, cucumber, bit of mint, ice. It's. Oh well, I'll be there tomorrow for that. Yeah, whatever that it's is, let's definitely network. Come on. right up your. <laughs> let's network over some Pim's. Is definitely up your street. Yes. I think. Yeah, it's kind so of like an iced tea. When I go network. In London, I ask for a PIMS. Is that how I do it at the bar? And you just need a PIMS? I mean, that means something there? It definitely means something at a bar. I don't know if you'd be drinking it at a networking event. You usually get bored, not boring, but you usually just get wine, don't you, at a networking event? You do. You do. You know, and it brings up such a good point because I I tend to not drink really at networking events very often because the worst thing is I I will tell you, I don't drink because my hand. My hands will get like if I'm holding a cold drink, the worst mm-hmm. is to have a wet hand and like you're shaking somebody's hand. Oh, and or, that's gross. Or one of those people that wipe the hand down themselves before they offer it. Their butt before they shake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. like, ah, uh, do I want that hand now? No. <laughs> So I am very conscious about the things I eat and drink when I go to networking events. Yes, I, yes. I will just say that it is limited. And so I, I, if I drink anything, it's it'll be a wine glass because you can hold it. And it's hold the stem. And that's why I stem. go for a red wine because then it's not cold. So the hand is not right cold. So I always stick to red wine. But then you've got to be careful because you get that lip mark. Anyway, I just think you can only do one drink at a networking event. One 
I totally agree because you just never know. I mean, go to the bar afterwards yeah. after you're done with an event. But, yeah, but go and meet. Do whatever yeah. you need to do. <laughs> yeah, go and meet but, someone, have a drink, but, but with, not at an event. I will say, you know, when we um, when I had summer associates and I was in a law firm, you would see a lot of mistakes made at these networking events. It would have a lot of food, a lot of drinks. And, you know, I realize as a starving student, you are hungry. You've been eating ramen for seven years and you <laughs> haven't had a good drink in a very long time. I get it. But I've always told people, I'm like, stop, just don't do it. Don't do it there. Put it in your pockets. Take it home if you have to. But don't do it at the event. Just no. just stay away because it just can reflect so poorly on you if you're not careful about, I mean, um, you know, how you how you're approaching the beverages and the stuff no I remember actually being at uni we went to an open day um which is I don't know if you have them in the US but you have to apply to go to an open day and then they invite you and you just have get an insight into the firm and then the evening is usually like a networking event with drinks and I remember seeing this one girl just get progressively more drunk as the evening progressed to the point where just before everyone was leaving, she was sort of sat up on this side, flinging her head back. And this is this is what happens when you have too much to drink at a networking event because it's, yes. it's just, it, it, it all just goes to your head. You're not in an environment where you know anybody and you're, you're, going to say something that you shouldn't be saying and mm-hmm. that you wouldn't go to a meeting and drink the entire meeting and still expect to perform like <laughs> so don't go to a networking event and do the same thing <laughs> I think it's one drink it's one drink like just make it last yeah. just make it last and when they come around with a bottle just put your hand over the glass just say no thank yeah. you that's it the other thing I will do is have a um just a sparkling water or soda water um, mm-hmm. that we talked about with a lime because that looks like a drink. And it so looks that like way, a nobody drink. Nobody ever knows or asks. It looks like a gin and tonic or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And and that's or just a tonic water. Just get just a tonic or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I because I will say there is some pressure sometimes that I've noticed when people have gone to networking events, particularly in law firms or summer intern type things there mm-hmm. is some pressure mm-hmm. to, to have there a is. good time there but is. then you need to you need to show you can handle it mm-hmm. you need to you can handle a good time and you can still be fun without 20 drinks in you yes. and that girl that you mentioned she did not get the job she right? didn't get the like, job clearly she not. did not get the she job didn't get the job so you know so, you just had a hangover warning that's what, now that's what she got, <laughs> hang- hangover. She got hangover. yeah but that's so right. in terms of networking what's your style are you the person who will wait for people to come up to you or do you go I I think I know the answer to this but you know will you go and introduce yourself will you you know what's your style I definitely am an extrovert and so Mm -hmm. that does help but I think even in the extroverted role, I just can't reiterate enough. It's weird for everybody. It is so weird to walk into a room of people you have never met before and just know that even the extroverts think that right, um, good. whenever they're out there. Yeah. So just, we all think that. Mm-hmm. And so then the next step in my mind, it really is a mind game for me. Is just, is just setting an intention when I mm-hmm. walk in a room. So depending on the event, I will typically give a goal to myself um, right. of saying I'm, yeah, I'm going to meet five new people. And when I've met five new people, then I'm going to leave that. that, that oh, I like something that. intentional. I, mm. I think about it and plan it like a meeting. 
almost, Mm. you know, if I have five agenda topics and a meeting to get through, I'm going to get through them. Mm -hmm. So I try to think of networking events, unlike the ones that we mentioned that maybe with my running group or at your, you know, child's school, those aren't things I'm talking about. But if I'm going to a a straight business related networking event, and even if it's a blogger event or things like that, I want to make sure I'm leaving there having talked to a certain number of people, because then that to me, I think the hard part about networking is it's amorphous. You don't no, like you said, there's no rules about it. There's not a definition that that, that is how you do it. It's got to be honest to you, and and otherwise it comes off as inauthentic, and that's the worst. You know, you we certainly want to be authentic. So for me, I I try to give myself some criteria that does make it more cron- concrete when I go in a room. So I have something to think about and, 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 and a goal to achieve. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I typically go by myself. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think a wingman is helpful though, if you're an introvert, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you need a wingman, but I typically go by myself because then that way I, I go I by myself. My own I go by myself. Typically. Yeah. I think sometimes a wingman can, you just, I know I'll just talk to them. I will just talk to them the entire right. night. It will just right. be, we may as well just go for drinks. So I tend to go by myself. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm an extrovert. I think I'm an introverted extrovert. I, I can force myself to do, to, to be the person that goes up and starts a conversation, but I do need to force myself. I'm like, come on, Kieran, right. go. Go and speak to that person. Um, I'm not, I I don't think I'm as organized as you, like, but I will try that, you know, like setting an intention like I want to speak to. I I usually go and think, oh, I wonder who I can, who who I might meet. And it's all quite, you know, open ended. But I think that's a good, a good way to do it to sort of say, I'm going to meet. You know, but. Before I go, and it's like, as I view it like a meeting, before I go, I do try to look at a guest list that is RSVP'd, or I'll reach out to the host and ask them who might have already sent in an RSVP. That way, I just have kind of a plan when I get there also. And sometimes I don't do that. And when I don't do that, I find I am struggling when I get there in ways I don't struggle if I have asked the host for an invite list or RSVP list, just so I know you know, who's available and who's there and, mm-hmm. and, th- and be intentional about it beforehand. Maybe look up their names first, you know, oh, I looked you up and wow, that's an easy way to start a conversation. I saw you worked on this big project and that looked really interesting. Tell me about it. You know, something like that. If you know some of the guests, to me, that is just an easy way to jump in without it being super, super awkward. Like, mm-hmm. hi, I'm, I, I'm Mel. I don't know you. This is going to be weird, you know, but if you know something <laughs> about somebody, yeah there yeah you know something exactly Mm -hmm. and you're able to get their list that really helps to me to at least walk up to people and make it a lot less daunting how do you do it how do you walk in how do you break into the conversation so I tend to walk in definitely get a drink first and then kind of like survey the room I am also probably one of those people who will I, I don't tend to interrupt conversations. I will speak to somebody who is standing on their own or who do, isn't walking up to people. So I think actually it's easier for me to talk to you because there's no one around you. And also I 
sort of think I might be doing you a favour because you're on your own. So it's like, you know, I just, well, I tell myself this anyway. I will go to an event and there is networking afterwards, if that makes sense. So we've always got something to kind of relate right. it to. So and even and even blogger events, you know, there's been a, a thing and then you can start the discussion based on either the event before or, you know, a campaign, something that, that usually in my experience is like an uh, a common denominator that we can discuss and I tend to go about it that way I don't necessarily know anything about them I'm not I'm probably not that organized or, or experienced in that sense but yeah I, t- I tend to like find a, a commonality something that we both may like right no I totally agree and I, I agree about the person that's kind of on their own I mm-hmm. I think those are the easiest ones the to break easiest. into yeah the other the other the, well the other one though if you don't want if you're a nervous there's some people I know that are nervous about the idea of a one-on-one conversation that that makes them more nervous than more people in a group mm-hmm. and so I I have found I tend to break into larger groups often and but I try to find the fun group like if they're laughing or whatever and my kind of break in line is always you know this group looks like they're having a great time I I'm I'm Mel I'd love to love to chat with you you know th- just something wow. like that that allows you're going me to in go like in I think and, that's a that's a tool or, like I would struggle to do that I think yeah but well, that is a, br- you know, that is brilliant really, see, to me it's harder harder for the one-on-one conversation sometimes because if there's this lull in conversation or things like that and it's harder to me to break away from a single person and if I'm going to get to the five people I have on my list or that kind yeah. of thing if I've tried to set my intention for this two-hour window yeah you know I want to set that goal not because I want to try to artificially end things but because I really do want to make the make, most make out the, of the yeah, event of course you know it's not it's you know, mm-hmm. so, so some, sometimes I find larger groups to be a little more mm-hmm. um, opportunity to meet more people and yeah. and and That's... and find my way. And and you know, there's no lulls, and you can leave that group, right? Because they're going to be fine. There's going to be people. Yeah, that there's are other people. Left. No, no, no. I get it. Totally, I, I agree with you. How yeah. are you ending? How are you ending a conversation? Either if it is one on one or if it is a group. How are you sort of like, you know, you've you've gone in, you've you've met, you've identified yeah. a group, you've had a chat. How are you breaking out of that? Yeah, it's so key, isn't it, to jump mm-hmm. off yes. jump off the train at some point so you mm-hmm. can get to your stop. So I, I'm with you on that. So a few things. One, I'll just be honest about it. I'll say, oh, you know, I haven't spoken to the host yet and I see them over there. I really must go say hello. Mm-hmm. So something like that or mm-hmm. I see somebody else I know or need to say hello to. It was, it was lovely chatting with you, but I've got to make sure I say hello to this person and, and you know, just end it like that. I also will say I need to go get a drink. I need to refresh my drink, anything like that. I just think it needs to be straightforward. Don't try to let it linger because that's the thing that's just awkward is when you're like, yeah. well, um, I'm going to go know. over here. Yeah. Do you want to, do you <laughs> no, want to come? Do you want to yeah, stay here? Don't do you want to come yeah. with me? But I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all yeah. So to me, it's like, to be definitive about it because otherwise you're just gonna if you just go to a networking event and you talk to one person in the corner all day long that is not you haven't gotten all that you need to get out of it and and the people there haven't met you mm-hmm. vice versa I just I just really think it is important to be intentional about that and to kind of keep track of time but mm-hmm. but I just find honesty is the best policy in that you know oh I see this person or I have a real I had a strong intention that I won't 
wanted to talk to Joe Smith over here. I really, I see him. I'm going to go speak with him. It was so lovely meeting you and mm-hmm. just really end it, you know, that, that way, uh, you know, here's, a, here's another question as you're ending it though. Are you a person that hands your card initially or how do you deal with that? Or do you guys exchange business cards a lot? You know what? I, I mean, feel like, do- I feel like go? we don't, I, I, everybody has them, right? but they've always left them okay. in the office. Everyone's left the business cards in the office. You, uh, <laughs> It's just uh, like, actually, I have always got mine, always, um, because I've got a really nice card holder. I think that's the reason I've got a card holder that I really like. They're always in my bag. They're always replenished. And I do give them out, but and that's because I really like my business cards. But whenever I say to somebody, have you got a card? Unless you're a lawyer, they don't have them. They don't have them. Or even, sometimes even if they are a lawyer, they don't have them, but they will drop me an email because I've always got mine. And I don't know if that's a, just a sign of the times. You know, I've been to, you know, parts of Asia where it's a huge deal. Like you're not even at a networking event and still you are expected to have a card and you're expected to know how to present that card properly. So, it, you mm. know, in, in parts of China and Japan, it's a it's a huge deal. I, I don't know. Have, have you been? I have. Yeah. Yes. So it is a, a huge deal. Yeah. Yes. Culturally, it's a big thing. So when, I, you know, sometimes when you ask somebody here, have you got your card? And you're at like, uh, either a, a business thing where even where even if it's not a, 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 a very set networking event and somebody doesn't have a card I'm finding that that is more the norm nowadays someone doesn't have mm. a card unless uh, you know we're at a business meeting a meeting not a, a networking event a, a meeting I, I I think usually where someone's trying to sell me something, they have got yes. their business cards. They've got all of the information. Right. But I do give out my card. I would not necessarily give out my card to everybody. I'm quite selective with the cards. Right. What about you? Do you? Give, that's do that's you? what I think. And I. Oh, I'm with you on it. I don't, I don't give it to everybody, mm. nor do I ask for it from everybody. No. But I do, I do tend to wait until, um, I'm asked for my business card, especially mm-hmm. if I've liked a conversation and enjoyed the, the meeting somebody say, I'd love, I, I typically ask for theirs if they don't have it. And then they ask for mine, I'll give them mine, but I'm not normally the one that will hand it out first. No. I'll say something like, it was so lovely speaking with you. Do you have, do you happen to have a card just so we can follow up or I can meet with you again, or I'd love to talk to you more about this topic, whatever is kind of natural that follows from mm. the conversation that you've had. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't, then, then I'll say, you know, would you like mine? Maybe sometimes, but typically I'll just kind of wait I'll wait for them to to, yeah. to ask because I'm not I just don't want to really be a pusher but you're right the people that tend to push and in fact you know when we're thinking about which groups I go up to the guy that has the cards in his hand like I'm running away from that guy <laughs> like, like right? literally handshake you know, like and the cards the in your hand <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not the one I'm that that I'm going to. So anyway, but 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 it is it's it, you know it is kind of a feel test, a smell test maybe mm-hmm. about whether or not it's right to give it at that time or not. But you know, I will say I, I do try to keep a mental record of the names of people, and I might look them up on LinkedIn or something like that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of my typical trade. Yeah, to go do that if I haven't gotten. A I card. do that. I will. I will. I will. Do you, so I how do. do you remember the name? How do you do that? I've got 
I've got quite a good memory for names, not for faces, for names usually. Um, so I would, if I remember, if if I've just finished speaking to somebody and I and they and we didn't do the cards or they don't have any cards, and I said, you know, I'll, I don't know if I need to get if I'm going to connect with them on LinkedIn, I will use notes maybe on my phone and just quickly jot down the mm-hmm. name, um, mm-hmm. and then you know the next day do linkedin i don't do linkedin the same day it's it, i'll do it like the next day another another instance where i'm networking that we haven't discussed and let me know if you do this if you're working on a project and maybe the lawyers for the other side are acting and you've had like quite a good rapport with that person and i'm just talking about negotiating not necessarily anything contentious would you at the end of that say would you like to connect on LinkedIn or are you keeping it very like, Shh, you're over there, I'm over here, let's not even. Oh, I absolutely connect to almost yeah. anybody I've worked with mm-hmm. extensively just because, you know, I've been offered jobs at competitors before. So just why, especially yep. if you've had a good relationship mm-hmm. with them. I mean, certainly. And if you were good. What, what a great experience. <laughs> yes, right. If they were, they were smart impressed. and if yeah. you were. Yeah, if they liked you, I mean, isn't that the, the not the, even competitors, the just no. different different levels of the channel, you know, yeah. maybe they're at a different end, the service mm-hmm. company that supports your company and vice versa, but that may be a great fit. So to me, you just never know where, mm. where connections will lead, which is why it's just, we've said this before, it's just really important to be really nice to everybody yeah. and, and to reach out and make those connections because you just never know where they're going to overlap. No, you don't. You know, as we go. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, there's there's certainly nuances to it, but but making sure that everyone kind of finds their own niche about how they network and what makes them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I would say this too, if, if a big group is so daunting to you, mm-hmm. and it is, they're just awkward and terrible, find the ways that you can have one-on-one conversations. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a coffee afterwards. I can't yeah. make that networking event, mm-hmm. but I really want to hear about it. You know, just don't isolate yourself, mm-hmm. even though that may be the tendency because that is way more comfortable than putting yourself out there, Yeah. Um. you know, on, in any situation. But, you know, you have to find the way that's authentic for you to, to, to make the connections because, as we said, it's really been the way we found everything thing and if we're really going to help people find a dream job we can't we have to talk about this networking element of it yeah. because it really is you know a network a strong network will will let you they if they know you if your network knows you mm-hmm. they're going to point you in the direction of jobs that may be a good fit for you yes eventually and that's really the dream job that you're looking for is the one that's the right fit also yes. in in so many ways definitely so that you know that is that is it you know i think you know just to bring this full circle as we think about it what has been for you the way that you used your network to find your dream job? The way. How did you do it? How did you, how'd you, you know, did, so, you, did you tell them first and no, then they brought it up? And just, no. You know, what, how did that work for you? And I just think some practical thoughts yeah. for our listeners may be really helpful to help them think, how, why does this networking thing matter at the end of the day for my dream job? Okay. So in the first instance, this is before LinkedIn was really a thing, um, so fresh out of university had been going to like student networking nights and I had been going regularly so I knew the organizers they knew you know when they when I RSVP who I am and you know as I'd been going regularly they had like a you know 
partners that were part of that group say, I'm looking for this kind of person to come and work at the firm. And they thought of me. So there were a couple of us that were put forward for the role because we'd been going to networking events and they had been seeing us there regularly and we were engaging there. So it was that that comes back to your cultivating the network it's it's not gonna you don't just go to one networking event and then you got you have somebody offering you a job it was I had been going to networking events for at least a year but there were other things that I was getting out of it before that offer of a job you know I was making connections I was getting feedback on like my CV and I was you know getting experience of even going to networking events like that in of itself is really valuable so that was the first instance like very very green very young and then fast forward um you know nearly 10 years and this is using LinkedIn somebody who I had connected with when they had left a company that we used to work at together um he sent me a message out of nowhere like I think maybe when he was doing updates on LinkedIn maybe I'd liked some stuff um but very much you know you keep your details are the same it's not like any other social network where you can just change your handle like your name is your name so they can always (laughs) find you and yeah he just dropped me a message and said you know would you be interested in you know a, a role where you we need somebody to do x y and z we're a business that's growing if if you're interested like give me a call and 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 left phone number and so we just had a general catch up because it had been maybe a couple of years since I'd um spoken to him and we just talked about the role and then I went to go and meet the hiring manager but it two very different instances of meeting people but I remember that person I was work that I was working with the LinkedIn one we got on well at work we weren't friends but the work that we'd done the work that we'd done together I, I remember it, we had worked really well together so I think he was mm. well, he definitely was thinking let me bring this person where I am now to make my life easier because we got we got <laughs> on and that that was it so it networking I think is all is also doing a good job and making those connections Ah. in the role that you're in it's not just going to a networking event it's not you know turning any interaction with people into an opportunity it's the role that you're in now do it well be nice to people you know ask people about their lives um you know not just it's not just work I don't think you need to keep personal and private life separate like keep it keep it professional as they say but I think you can ask people about you know their weekend and their home life and it's all about for me the human interaction and it has to be genuine and authentic and then you know if you're a nice person nice things happen to you so I just think that's right you know drop the mic I think that's the end of this whole podcast right here (laughs) it's true it is it's true it's it's like you can't say it any better it is just about being that person mm. uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't just be it part of the time when you nope. think someone can help you. No. It is being that person in every interaction that really exists and people can tell when it's fake. They can they tell. So they I, can tell. I can tell. Yeah, and also, I'm you know, those people serious. that are just a bit too, like networking is not being really nice, really complimentary, overly complimentary. It's, it's not that either. You're not brown nosing. Like you're not trying to make everyone right. your friend. It's genuine right. conversation and genuine connection. Because sometimes I've been in an, a situation where somebody's doing that like overly nice and it's a, it, can, it can be a bit unnerving. 
because it doesn't feel yes, genuine. Sure. I just think, oh, this is a bit much, like just sort of out of nowhere. This, so yeah, uh, it's it is about a, a genuine interaction. Yeah, and being yeah. nice every day. Yeah, basically every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah, the mic. It's time for the fast five. No planning. Five questions. Real answers. So, Kieran. Mm-hmm. what do you wear to a networking event since we're talking about networking kind of what's your what's your top thing what's you're gonna go-to? put on number one is flat shoes I am a flat shoes fan but I just think standing up in heels uh with a drink shaking hands like walking uh, it's not the most comfortable for me so it's nearly always flat shoes probably a pair of patterned trousers because I, I kind of feel like they show, they're a bit personality they show my personality a bit shirt a blazer I feel like I should call myself blazer girl or pajama girl but yeah so uh like smart but still like quite quite me if that makes sense yes don't don't wear the pajamas to the don't wear pajamas event. but otherwise you're good. <laughs> so when you go to a networking event and I, these are not all networking fast five but I thought they were important what is the first impression you try to give when you meet somebody a good handshake about yourself a good okay. handshake. Oh, that's a great one. Honestly, we talked about handshakes is- in the last in the last episode, yeah. and th- they can make or break it. Like I've I've made up my mind about you based on your handshake. So you, then you have to try and maybe undo the handshake if you had a bad one. So I'm always trying. I'm always trying to get a good handshake in. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I like it. That's a that's a great reminder all the time. Okay, now I'm totally jumping topics. Are you prepared? All right. No, no, I'm not. It is when, yeah, yeah. When you first met your husband, what was the first thing you noticed about him? What was his your first impression of him? Oh my gosh, he's got the most piercing blue eyes I have ever seen on a human being. <laughs> they're like, Aww. they're amazing. They're amazing. And actually, when he meets anybody. They're just, you can see people, even if they're not saying it, they're just like looking, thinking, wow, look at those eyes. And Poppy sort of has a hybrid of my eyes and his eyes. So yeah, the eyes. Uh, she's winning. She's yeah. winning. That's so good. Yeah. Um, okay. And hopefully this question does not apply to those piercing blue eyes. What was the worst date you've ever been on? The worst? Oh, do you know what? I don't even know. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's probably, and this, oh, this might sound terrible, but it's probably a date where th- there was a a question about going Dutch and I can't deal with that. I can't. I can't. Mm. And this is going to make no. me sound really old school and non-feminist maybe, but I can't deal with it. I'm not going Dutch. I'm not doing it. I am either. Like, <laughs> just, don't do that. So yeah, that it. would be, that would be. So this is my last one of the past five. What? was what is or was one of the happiest moments from your childhood that you just still think about oh do you know what it's it's probably definitely involves my sisters and I'll apologize to my brother if he's listening but there's 10 years between us so maybe you weren't okay you weren't around brother um but uh 
we were probably camping we were probably camping and we were with another family my friend and it was you know just silliness like just it was a lot of silliness with my sisters um they're twins and so there was and there's only a year between us so there are three of us just being silly (laughs) so there was a lot of silliness a lot of singing and uh yeah so just just general silliness which is still the Ah. same now <laughs> Good. I can't wait to meet them. Meet them all. Yeah. No, they're really funny. Good deal. Do they listen to the podcast? They do. They do. My sister actually said oh, that yeah. she really enjoys the podcast, and she said, "Do you know what it's like? It's like being in in a coffee shop, and there's two women over there having a conversation, and you really want to get involved and like <laughs> have the conversation. People can get involved. Just get tell involved. Us. Tell us yeah. you want to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you." yeah so we won't leave you hanging <laughs> they do listen they do listen yeah all right i'm geared up bring right. on the fast five i got it okay what is the funniest corporate screw-up you've heard of like what is the like the the weirdest like business situation that is just ridiculous <laughs> Okay. Well, I'll I'll tell you like my own screw up if that makes any sense. I'll totally confess one of my own um, because I would hate to throw anybody else under under the bus. bus. I mean, they can. It could be. It could be someone with a with an alias. (laughs) They might be listening. Fair. No, that's fair enough. Yes, Bob. Bob Jones. No, I'm just kidding. No. Okay. So I'll I'll give you. I'll I'll tell you the one I I get all the time, and you get it too. We've talked about this before. Is people think I get things for mister all the time everything yep. said to me is a mister because our names are man names mm-hmm. so that part has been that like forever awkward situation that yeah. continues all the time yeah. in my business life. but i i will say one time i was in front of a jury and dropped a set of questions that i was about to ask a witness bent over to pick it up and split my pants right down the back in front no, of Jerry. So no. who's classy? Sandy. Oh, oh, I did. My you sure did. Gosh. And what do you do? Oh, what no. do you do? What I mean, did you like, do? You what did you do? Sat down. I <laughs> Your Honor, Your Honor, may I not approach? <laughs> Can I not approach? So oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man, that sorry, for the purposes of the question, that is brilliant. But I'm just like I'm cringing. I'm thinking, no. Oh gosh, no, that's brilliant. I'm so glad I asked you that question. <laughs> I, I can laugh now. Laugh oh now. man, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, this one's just not so business related or funny but um what's the best type of cheese what's your favorite type of cheese for me it has to be every goat cheese because that's the only one i can eat oh yeah oh i forgot so many things so i have i can eat i can eat sheep and goat and buffalo cheese or like or non-dairy cheeses like some of the fake like almond cheese or something like that but but i'm a big fan of goat cheese and i like a blue goat cheese so i like the heavier blue type cheeses but is that still smelly goat cheese or yes smelly i like smelly yeah and and then or (laughs) no that's not (laughs) no or buffalo mozzarella on my pizza so that's my those are my two 
I like a good mozzarella. I totally forgot that you don't have um, cow's milk. But yeah, good answer. Um, What are some of the nicknames you have for customers or co-workers? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) customers are okay. Well, we have, there was one guy in this, his last name was Phono and I actually love this guy. He had a heart of gold, but he was a pretty intense guy. Mm -hmm. And what we would say when he would come in and um, we would need to get something done or we were in the middle of a trial or something like that. And he would kind of come in and do his, do his thing. And and I mean this in a great way because he really is like heart of gold, amazing person to have worked for. Uh, We would say you've been phonified. Like when he came (laughs) in the room after he did his whirling (laughs) dermis. And so, so that was always his like been phonified was, was his all the time. And, uh, but you know, I didn't have a ton of names for customers. You know, I haven't worked in a lot of retail, but I will tell you when I was a, this is horrible. When I, <laughs> when I was a camp counselor. Oh my gosh. You would make a great but, camp counselor. I'm sure you did. Well, I was ridiculous. I was ridiculous <laughs> because I also have kids and I kind of knew from a young age I wasn't going to have kids. So right. I was always the one. And I like, this is why I love being an aunt, right? Like, or probably a grandmother, but I won't get to be that. But like, why do you get to love to be an aunt? Because you can act up and have crazy time and like be like, great, awesome. That's exa- and guess. then you're like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they love you because you're the yeah. crazy aunt. Yeah. So I was totally the crazy camp counselor, but the kids went. And they would go. So in the United States, there is trucking codes, and I don't know if you know what that is. But like, if there's I've these, seen these on a, I've seen these, these on a show. They have like the radio, okay. and they say things. Their radio. Yeah. They say things, and they're like five zero four four three two one five. Like that's how they talk. They talk really fast, and they say these numbers. Well, those numbers mean things, right? Okay, and so the numbers refer to things just that they've passed or that there's a cop or that there's, you know, just what to look out for if you're on this road. And so one of them is roadkill. One of them is roadkill. And I think the number, if I'm remembering right, was 504 is roadkill. And, and so if there was campers that were acting, we would we would have these numbers that we would say like either the cops are coming coming like one seven eight or five you know Billy is five oh four roadkill go get him like <laughs> so that is what we would do all oh the time like gosh. for these numbers and I can't remember any of the numbers now but that was what we used to do when we would uh, be camp counselors and we would be on the CB radios because that was before cell phones and anything else you would have these little radios all across camp all across the camp and uh, so there you go so we. We would call them trucker names all the camp i love that i absolutely love that <laughs> yeah. and i can totally I'll imagine get, as a camp counselor in the uniform <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get a list now and go back and, and go back yeah you'll have to teach me some yeah i will i will you'll have to teach me some right fine um what's the best wi-fi oh i gotta say i think it might be ours <laughs> i <laughs> love it it's our it's oh. our dog's name. It's Ang- Angus. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Angus, like just Angus on its own. Angus, that's it. And I think it's a pretty good one. That is a good. That's weird. If I saw Although, that, I'd be I, like, I "What?" I know. Weird. That is bizarre. Who's Angus? Right? It is. But the, but I do love the ones that are like the people are like, "Do not touch" or something like this. Yeah, like you know, weird the people stuff. that give like a warning in their names in their yeah. Wi-Fi names. I love that. Yeah, I love they're that. great. They're and great. here's the question yeah. that I ask lots of people. If you could have any superpower, what would you have? 
oh, I would probably love to see in the future. That would probably help my type A um, uh, personality to less controlling all those things. So I probably would love to be able to see in the future. And that probably admits more of my weakness than than the superpower I want to have. Like one of those <laughs> magic eight balls. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. If I could see into the future, then I wouldn't, you know, worry about anything else or, or all that. But but that's probably it. What's yours? I'm sorry. I know that's the fast six and that doesn't sound as good. But what's I yours? would like to control time. So it's probably the same. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. I love yeah. it. Let's it's do the that. Same. Like literally like have a stopwatch and just be podcast. like, yeah, and just be like, press it. And then I'd mess with like I'd walk <laughs> over and I'd move somebody into some weird situation and then I'd press it again. <laughs> and then like they'd carry on their conversation. Someone's staring at the wall. Yeah, just weird. Just stuff like that. For again, for silliness, for silliness. <laughs> <laughs> oh good i love it to silliness next time Thanks definitely everybody for listening. thank you for listening have a great week this episode is generously sponsored by blonde biscotti coffee and biscotti bar in the heart of houston texas they are proud to serve third wave coffee and soft baked biscotti blondebiscotti.com. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to click the subscribe button on iTunes so you never miss a show. And we want to hear from you, so please feel free to send us your questions and comments to notwonderwomanpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us at our website, notwonderwoman.com.